Hello everybody and welcome to an NIWC Northern Ireland Wrestling Connection video with yours truly, Alan G.W. Price and... Hi, I'm Chris Vindomania and we have decided to do this video, video 3 of 3. We should have actually wore different t-shirts so yeah. they could look like they weren't all done at the same time. We're not smelly buggers, we just decided to do all the videos at the same time for that dog. <laughs> Um, I just decided to do videos all at the same time. So um, the other guys aren't here because they weren't invited. Uh, no, that's lies. Well, one was actually lazy. Uh, what? So one of them was actually lazy. What, Chris? Because I said we were totes recording. Oh, and he said that he would let us know and he didn't let us know. And Haley, I think, is... Um, busy. Busy. And uh, Mikey is resting because... He's he was awake for 24 hours. He actually stayed up to watch SummerSlam and then went straight to work after watching that. And, and he'd already been up 24 hours before exactly. so the end of the pay-per-view. So. Kudos to him, but he said he was getting the shakes and stuff, so hopefully Michael is okay. Um, the shakes? I didn't hear that. No, he texted me and said that Jeez. he was starting to get the shakes and stuff. I think it was maybe a combination of lack of sleep and energy drinks. Probably. So uh, don't do that. Uh, before we go on, um, this hasn't really been announced by ourselves, but we, uh, as a collective unit, Alan, Chris, Mikey and myself, are going... It's Robbie texting me. What's he saying? All right, Rebel. All right, Rebel I'm just looking for fights for January. What days you want me down? Hmm. Oh, we'll figure that out later, Robbie. Yeah, we'll do. Um, yeah, so we're going to WrestleMania 30. Really? We are. I got an email today saying that somebody paid like two and a half grand for the privilege. And I went, thanks, Michael. Well, um, I thought I just paid you £630 for you know, giggles. Well, it was actually 640 so he shortchanged me. So uh, give me an extra money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to WrestleMania 30. Um, so you're probably going to see a lot of activity on this here leading up to, you know, like um, we've just found out today that Goldberg is actually going to be um, one of the people at, at that, so I've already got a magazine set aside, that's what I'm going to start doing now, is when I announce people, see if I want to do it or not, and then pay it off little by little. It has so begun. It has begun, yes. <laughs> so um, we'll probably have to try and have a sit down together with um, the other two guys and then just talk about, you know, why we want to do this and will this be the last one and what our plans are for after that. But regardless of WrestleMania, WrestleMania is one of the big four, see where we're going with this, and one of the big four pay-per-views of WWE is... Survivor Series. Royal Rumble, actually. I like the way you tried to mask that burp. I don't know. It's sort of just one out there. I'm interested to see how that actually came out. Um, it was actually SummerSlam. Summerfest. Summerfest. Piven. Um, Piven? Um, yes, so SummerSlam was on last night. Um, we all stayed up to watch it. This was the first time for quite a while that the five of us had actually been together to watch a pay-per-view yes. or wrestling in any stretch of the imagination. This is true. Um, obviously there was five of us last Monday, four of us stayed up to watch it, one of us fell asleep, one of us sent me a text message there now. One of them is English, and he's from London. <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's, that's the case there. Um, but yeah, um, so we're going to talk about SummerSlam, what our thoughts are on certain matches, um, do we expect it, do we not expect it, mm -hmm. and where can we see this going, and where this would rank on probably the pay-per-views that we've seen thus far this year. Yeah. Um, quick summary before we start talking specifically Rubbish. about the matches. Oh. What would you say overall was your opinion of SummerSlam? 
I was really excited going into it, and thankfully it wasn't one of these ones that I was really excited going into, mm -hmm. and it let me down. I was really excited going into it, and bar the start of it, the start of it was a wee bit of a letdown, mm -hmm. and we'll get on to in a sec. Sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> but then, as it progressed, it just got better and better and better. I've yet to watch it back, I know Alan's watched it mm -hmm. back, but um, I haven't um, accrued a copy, mm -hmm. let's just say. Um, I know there's ways and means, which I'll probably do that. Um, but um, no, I was really, really excited for it and I was really happy that I stayed up for it. And it was actually one that I actually didn't fall, try and fall asleep through or anything, so yeah. I was quite excited for it. For me, I think I was probably a, quite a bit more excited than Chris leading into it. Simply because, you know, having seen the card, it showed great promise um, for a pay-per-view. And, you know, in recent years, SummerSlams have had, you know, that sort of one standout match that you've been like, okay, yeah, that was a good match, and that's kind of it. Um, and this SummerSlam for me looked like, okay, we're going to have a pretty solid, good card throughout, which you kind of want to see because SummerSlam is meant to be the number two pay-per-view behind WrestleMania. The Bells described it in Total Divas as a mini-WrestleMania, so that's that's their opinion nonetheless. Um, I don't think I've enjoyed it as much as everybody else, the second viewing earlier today has helped a wee bit. I think maybe just because I wasn't just as tired as I was when I was actually watching the pay-per-view. But there was still just that, you know, je ne sais quoi that was missing on the lower card than uh, the upper card. The upper card was fine. Just something in this lower card. And I think it maybe partly has to do with match number one. Um, but before we get to that, uh, we'll, I'll have a quick word about the pre-show match, which was RVD versus Dean Ambrose. My app wouldn't load it, and YouTube was being an Funny idiot, better. and I really could not be bothered with it, because we, even though in my prediction video, I thought that RVD was going to pick up a loss, mm -hmm. um, he didn't. Yeah. But. Um, I got the prediction right in the fact that it looked like Dean Ambrose was going to walk away with the title. Um, via DQ, that is what happened. Um, but what I did say in my video was that I thought it would lead to a tag match, but uh, nonetheless, it was a decent match between RVD and Dean Ambrose. I wasn't expecting it to be um, bad at all. They're two very, very good uh, in ring performers, and uh, it was a nice way to uh, get the crowd uh, ready to go with SummerSlam. Um, not as good to get the crowd warmed up as uh, Damien Sandow versus Sheamus was a couple of pay-per-views ago. I'm trying to remember, I think that was, was that Payback in Chicago, I think that one was? Yeah, I think that was one that kind of, we didn't think that would be on the pre-show, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. Um, but no, Ambrose versus RVD was very, very good, but ended very, very predictably, in my opinion. But the thing that wasn't predictable was, yes, we got Big Show coming out, Mark, Hen Mark Henry coming out, and the other members of The Shield coming out, but we didn't get that... Uh, expected tag match either just between Reigns and Rollins and uh, Show and Henry or the six man. I can see this happening in Night of Champions and I can mm -hmm. see it being a case of All six. I can see it being a case of say Big Show pins Dean Ambrose mm -hmm. then RVD becomes US champion and Henry and Big Show come the tag belt. I so like, so like, so like we got a few years ago with, with Triple H. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. I can see that happening mm -hmm, um, no. because that's the only way that logically they'll either do book it separately to give themselves extra matches or they'll do it as one. The only, the only thing I can see about that is 
I would hope it goes this way. If the shield is eventually going to, and it looks like it, slowly uh, wind down and then get disbanded because they're wanting to focus on the Wyatts, um, I would like to see them come through one final title defence at Night of Champions, just so it doesn't look too bad, and then a future pay-per-view, maybe a similar sort of thing, six-man tag team match for all the titles on the line against the Wyatt family. But uh, speaking of the Wyatts, match number one, the opening match for SummerSlam in LA, was the big red monster Kane versus Bray Wyatt. And before I say anything really about this, Mr. Big Red 1990, Chris Hill, wanted me to state that, for the record, this match isn't as bad as everybody is saying. Do you agree? Honestly, with this match, I actually thought that um, with the fire and everything, you know, like, the fire wasn't as instantaneous, so whenever somebody slammed, it was like a second delay, and then the fire would go whoop. You know, like, so it wasn't a case of, you know, it, it certainly was no Undertaker Kane in front no. of match. It was no Kane MVP in front of match. Because um, right, the flames were just that wee bit, quite a bit lower, yeah. sorry, than in Kane Undertaker Infernos, because if you look back at those, the flames were flickering up about the bottom rope, whereas in this they're like halfway to the bottom I think, rope. I think this is, I, in my opinion, this was a really silly move by WWE of how to give Bray Wyatt his first match. Mm. I think that if you'd done this late in like a couple of months, say, I know Kane's way off to film stuff and what have you, but maybe on his return saying, you put me out for so long, now you're going to know what it's feel like whenever I was down the depths of hell, I'm going to take you with me in mm. a Ring of Fire match. Um, but for me, there was nothing Kane did wrong, but it was everything Bray Wyatt did wrong. Again, his promos were brilliant, they'd yeah. to everything. But if you've got, some people say you've either got the gift of the gab, or you've got, you know, the, sk the skill and the will. But the, Bray Wyatt had the gift of the gab, and in my opinion, um, his skill against Kane was extremely lacking. Maybe it was the fact of the heat, you know, like obviously not everyone is used to... Yeah. This, this is like whenever, say, England... There was a lot of pressure on This guy. is like whenever England went to the World Cup and because of the altitude, they weren't able to perform. Not that that means anything because England don't perform anyway in football slash soccer. <laughs> but um, I just think that if you were to do it in a normal match, I think if you, were to see him, if you were to see him tonight on Raw um, against you know somebody... I, I, think, I hope we do see him in a match tonight on Raw. I, I think he needs to redeem himself and mm -hmm. redeem himself quickly. But in my opinion, as I said in both our videos, um, this has been, in my opinion, apart from Ryback, one of the worst debuts uh, yeah. wrestling-wise. His promos, don't get me wrong, all the promos leading up to that were brilliant yeah. and fantastic, but if that does not have to pay off, then what's the point? It really was a major letdown, because, like, no doubt, most of the internet wrestling community, we have been absolutely loving these promos in the build-up. And then you just get into the match, and... When I watched it back again this morning, I was just like, is this seriously happening? Because I took a couple of screen captures and sent them in text to the guys just saying, look at this. You know, like, his kicks to Kane on the mat were, you know, in relative terms of wrestling, miles wide of the mark. Like, completely miles wide of the mark. there. I know. Oh, there we go. There's the reaction. <laughs> um, it just... And there was just another part of the match before even we got to the kick aspect where Kane was in the corner 
and Wyatt's just like standing there with him and it just seemed to go on and on. Yes, Wyatt shouted something to the crowd, but it just looked like he was standing there. It was the whole evening, um, we've got a ring of fire, but I can't use a proper lantern to bring out. I didn't get that at all. It was like but I then they had a proper lantern after the match. I didn't get it. It's, yeah, it is weird. And then there was a whole uh, botch with the canes, not cane. Probably cane, lighting on fire. Yeah, and then he threw it down, it wasn't on fire, and then fire yeah. extinguished it. And it's like, mm. But I think, I think not only just part of the fact that in what offence Bray Wyatt got in looked sloppy, I think it was the fact that, number one, it was a really short match. I think it was about seven minutes long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was the lack you know, he got a bit of offence in, but there just was a just that wee bit of lacking. I think it's safe to say that if you were to round up a 2013, at the end of 2013, you were asked what well, five matches you didn't enjoy. This, for me, would be one of them. And it's in no part due to Kane. Let me just stress that, Mr Big Red. Yes. But it's just a case of you need two to tango, and last night there was only one tango. Yeah. Kane did do his best in this match. There, that cannot be denied. He did his best for Bray Wyatt, but uh, sadly he came out looking pretty bad, did Mr. Wyatt. Um, but we'll have to see what happens on Raw going forward. Um, because, of course, Kane's now out. Who's he going to feud with? Who's he going to go after? Is it going to be the Shield? We'll see. He said the Arch Truth or something. No, nope. Man City have scored 4 0 away. But uh, next up, we had Damien Sandow. Versus Cody Rhodes, and it was quite funny because before we got to this match, you know, Chris in the fantasy leagues entitled to some points for uh, Bray Wyatt making four weeks in a row after being called up. So yes, congratulations. We did a wee thing where we hadn't decided roughly on what points he was going to get. So we were like, oh, we'll do a, a roll of the dice app, and whatever comes up on two dice, you get it. So he got points for that. Um, and then we were joking about, oh, what can you get, you know, for points? And so we turned around and said to Haley, oh, Haley, you know what? Let's roll the dice and how many points come up or how many points you get if Cody comes out without his moustache. And what happened? <laughs> Cody came out without his moustache. And see, that was the biggest pop of the night to that point. You can see at the end of this, yeah. um, at the end of this, you will see um, Chris reacting to Kane. Uh, doing this, and you'll see him reacting to that, <laughs> and then you see at the end as well, you'll see Haley um, reacting, and then you'll hear and us me just all. Chilling, even crisps. You'll see <laughs> you'll hear us all reacting um, at the end to um, the whole Dan Bryan situation, yeah. and I just sound so tired and so annoyed. It's not even fun. And I'm just going. It's not happening. It's no. not happening. I called it. I called it in my video. I called it. It's just like if you called it, I don't care. It's <laughs> all that matters. I, ca- I called it like. Uh, Somebody call my mama, called it. Um, yeah, so yeah, Damien, Damien and Damien Cody. Cody. Uh, I was really excited for this match because it's two of the younger talent. Um, it's there's been a lot of build up to this match, which has been good. You know, like they've been interfering in each other's matches. You know, like um, the whole throwing the briefcase into the sea and that kind of thing. And oh, you're better than me. And you were the smarter one. And then you know, then to have this match, you're like, right, give it some time and. Do, do well and in my opinion they did do a good job um, the, I, have, I really do agree but this is another one in my opinion that if it had just been afforded another two or three minutes even just that wee bit of extra time it would have done it wonders mm. well I don't think this is going to be the end of the feud by any stretch oh. of imagination but um, I did enjoy the feud so yeah. I'm looking forward to see where this goes from here like we were talking about 
the Wyatt and Kane that that's kind of finished, whereas this one here has some legs on it. So I'm interested to see where it goes. This this really does have some potential. This feud to take us through the end of the summer and into the autumn period. It would be fantastic if we eventually get these two guys feuding over the World Heavyweight title in some case, whether it's Cody uh, manages to win the World Heavyweight title and Damien's trying to cash in on him, or vice versa, Damien's already cashed in and Cody manages to make his way up and become number one contender. Something along those lines would be fantastic uh, to just keep building and building. Or whether Damien goes to cash in and he ring, the referee rings the bell and then Cody comes in and interferes, mm -hmm. therefore saying... I was near enough getting the I was near enough getting that briefcase and you stole it from me. You were near enough getting the belt and I stole Joe it. Joe would be awesome would be if say for example, I know this is very unlikely to happen, but It'll probably yeah, happen then. I know with WWE. If Damien somehow managed to cash in his money in the bank, say there was a ladder match going on for the World Heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, he cashes in because it has happened before, wasn't it? With Jeff Hardy when he won the World Heavyweight with Edge or something, he would, he'd been in a ladder match or oh, something so like yeah. that. Um, but imagine if it turned out that um, Damien cashed in for a ladder match and he's climbed up the ladder and Cody runs and pushes him over. Mm, yeah. And then it's like, well, you push me off the ladder, I push you off the ladder, sort of yeah, thing. Goes around, comes around. Um, but nonetheless, you can tell we're quite excited for the future of this feud. Um, it was a really, really good match. You can see the two of them have chemistry in the ring. Um, it's just fingers crossed that uh, we get to see even just a wee slightly bit of a longer match coming up. Um, but Cody came out with a victory on that. And as you will see at the end, as Chris said, you will see a very happy Healy. And that was just for him coming out to the ring. And then she remembered that she had him in his fantasy league and can only apologise for Alan's language in that. <laughs> But anyway, um, after that, wasn't it? Was, didn't we go straight Del to Del Rio next? Yeah. I guess this is this is the thing. Like we were like, this is going really fast. So far, the you know, first match was seven minutes. Cody and Damon was probably shorter than that. Even it was probably about a five minute match. And now we're already into Alberto Del Rio versus Christian. Um, this was um, a really good match, and it was another thing that. Um, I stressed in our two videos on our respective channels that Christian, for the age of him, he really does not show his age at all. Um, whether that's part and parcel to the calibre of wrestler he is and Del Rio, um, but these two put on a very, very good match. Um, it was one that when I was watching last night, I wasn't overly hooked in on, but when I sat and watched it, Again, this morning I got to appreciate it a wee bit more, and it was it was a very very good match um, between the two of them. Some of the spots were fantastic. Um, Drew McIntyre and Alberto apparently mm. had a little bit of something going Bestie on. Cuffs. Um, but words turning out now that they're not sure whether it was fisty cuffs between the two, or that they in fact had been out together on a night out, and in fact got involved in a bar brawl together. Uh, against other people yeah, because Drew apparently posted a picture on Twitter the day of SummerSlam and he looked relatively unskilled. Mm. So if they had fought each other then it's fair to say Drew McIntyre kicked the seven shades out of Alberto and, and came really out relatively unskilled. That's really odd because Del Rio was like a really good like, fighter. He was an MMA fighter. Yeah exactly. So that's what I it's surprising though but um, he obviously had had a broken nose 
um, because of the two black eyes, and he kept checking his nose for it bleeding. It was called by the commentators that he was bleeding. You just see him keep checking his nose. Um, that's Chris, you know, just looks like that in his. Um, but no, what did you think of it? Because Del Rio's your guy in the fantasy league. Yeah, Del Rio was my first pick. I picked Del Rio because basically all the good ones had gone, and at that stage. But he's proved actually a really good pick for you. He has picked, but I had no interest in this match at all. I had no interest in mm-hmm. the promos leading into it. You know, like Christian's T-shirt says "One More Match," and it's like, for me, "One More Match" is something you say to Hall of Famers. You know, yeah. whenever Hall of Famers like Hogan, HBK, Austin, whatever, you'll always hear "One More Match" chant. Whereas I, I just didn't get it with Christian, you know, like it says one more match on it, you know, and he had a good match with Del Rio, don't get me wrong, but I think it's maybe a case of the two people it was concerning. I think it was maybe Edge and Del Rio, I would have cared more, yeah. but with Christian, Christian for me is just somebody that I don't really, I just think he's very samey, and I just think he needs yeah. to give it up um, before... Before he's one that's kind of because they've been doing this whole one more match thing for like the last year, yeah. It's before he even got injured, it's kind time. of one that he just seems to be running his career on the ground, in my opinion. Mm. Um, it just you know, like it's just let's keep going, let's keep going. Like, just if you if you're done, you're done, you know. Like, I think I think he's another one of these guys that one more injury, he will go, that'll be him retired, yeah. So well, be because he was very, he's been very lucky to come back from that injury because that was like another year, wasn't it, or something? So something like that. Um, but no, I've said it before in podcasts and videos. I think Christian's one of those guys you should just take his leave. You've had the you've held the world title in TNA. You've held the world title twice in WWE. It's fine. You've nothing to worry about. You're set for life. You're grand. Call it a day. Um, it's kind of baffling that you know. Yes, we've had a couple of pay-per-views with Ziggler versus Del Rio, so they had to do something different. But you've mentioned it before. I'd have much rather seen RVD versus Del Rio. Yeah, it's something different. You know, mm-hmm. well, we've seen Christian versus Del Rio a couple of times in SmackDown. So what was the point in giving us a match on SmackDown whenever you're putting it on a pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. I would have understood it more if it was Christian, RVD and Del Rio in a triple threat. Or mm-hmm. if you'd added somebody else into the mix. Say you'd added Cody into the mix. You know, like at some stage down the line, you know, mm. but um, that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, after this, was this wasn't it the Divas match after this? Memory serves me, or was it the? I think the yeah, I think it was, I think it was the Divas next. I think it's because it's so forgettable. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it was Natalia facing off against Brie Bella, Eva uh, Marie and Nikki in Brie's corner, and the Funkadactyls in Natalia's corner. Very forgettable match. A match that went far, far too long. A match that even Maria looked, but that in total Davis she looks awesomely hot, and then with this here she just looks really, really. I don't know what words to describe it, but she just doesn't. The hair doesn't do her justice like it yeah. did in the episode one of Total Davis. Mm-hmm. If you remember Lita, whenever she came out with Si Rose and the way the her hair was, yeah, hair. it was like real firecracker, and now it's a case of. You know, it looks like somebody's just got paint and just... Yeah, because that's the thing. In the first episode of Total Davis, her red hair was a lot darker than it currently is. And you actually see it in the latest episode of Total Davis. It's that bright red now. I don't mm-hmm. know whether that's been one of those things that they have said, why don't you go brighter red now uh, instead? Um, but it just doesn't suit her. You know, the first shade of red... I don't know why we're even discussing this. Um, 
That's what um, Robbie said about us, you know, we were talking about when we just talked about our lives. We ended up talking about what outfits they were wearing and yeah. their, their hair better than their butts and their boobs. Which was what we should be talking a, about. That was a very interesting episode, but uh, nonetheless, yeah. Let's get out off of this. Natalia won. Natalia won, yeah. And nobody, I think, I didn't predict that. And either. the crowd just decided that they're going to try and be New Jersey again and try and chant for JBL, Michael Cole, and Jerry the King Lawler. And we were like, yep, whatever. Copycats. Yep, so uh, after that, it was Brock and Punk, wasn't it? No, you're forgetting Ziggler. Was it not in between the main event? I can't remember. But anyway, we'll do Ziggler anyway. Uh, Ziggler and Caitlin versus AJ Lee and Big E Langston. Um, as I said on Twitter, it was a decent enough match, but it was forgettable. It's sad to say that whenever you put divas with men, it seems to, or divas, you know, mixed tag. Yeah, if you do mixed tag, or if you done, if you book it the way you did before, if you look at the payback match, the divas match, that is instantly memorable. Yeah. Whereas then the singles divas match, and this one is forgettable. And sadly, I don't think AJ and Caitlin could capture their chemistry. And it's, it's just such limited ring time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they did, I think like, they tried to, but they couldn't. Yeah, because looking back even from having seen it earlier today, I could hardly tell you a lot of went on in that match. All I can really remember is uh, Caitlin spearing AJ outside the ring and then uh, Ziggler reversing the big ending and hitting the zigzag for the victory. That's really what I can remember from it. Yes. But... Um, as I stressed in my video, um, Ziggler needs to completely be detached from the whole AJ Biggie Langston thing now. He needs to go and do his own thing. They need to get him, even if it's not back into the World Heavyweight title right away, they need to get him sort of that upper echelon sort of a feud going on. Um, I hope he doesn't sink back into sort of, you know, a stereotypical sort of slightly upper mid-card face. Um, because on the tapings for superstars this week, he's in a tag team match teaming with Kofi Kingston, his all-time favourite rival. Yes. He's tagging with Kofi. And uh, I hope we don't end up with something like that. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm sure that would be actually very interesting and good tag team, but that is not what Ziggler needs right now. No. He needs to go back up That's where our truth goes with yeah. um, Kofi Kingston, not Ziggler. Yeah. But no, this was a forgettable match for me. Um, but it's bad when you say that both the Divas match and this were cooldown matches, effectively. Like the crowd, this was just the crowd didn't get overly crazy for this match. No, I think they were saving themselves for the, mm -hmm. the big ones. But uh, next up, we'll talk about, uh, in my opinion, the match of the night, which is CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar. That was a wee bit of a different one for Brock and Lesnar. It was, yeah. But uh, no disqualification announced during the pre-show by Paul Heyman. Um, pretty much every match since Brock's come back has either been no disqualification or some sort of hardcore yeah. steel cage sort of match. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not overly complaining because um, it allows Brock to do the whole physical thing and do stuff and it allows Paul to do his thing as well and get involved. But um, this was a match I was really looking forward to, but didn't think, I thought it was going to be decent, but I didn't think it was going to be up there for match of the night. What about you? 
No, I, I think it had it had all it had all the good stuff there because the promos lean into it were really good, you know, like and obviously CM Punk's involved in it, so you know that you're gonna get a good show in at least from one of them. But you didn't sometimes you don't know what to expect from Brock because Brock's not here all the time, so it's like is he going to get blown up out of five minutes? Yeah. Very much like the rock does, you know, like the rock is a beast but he gets blown up, you know, like quite a bit. Um, not, not to say that Brock didn't look knackered for yeah, through the but match, just but some of the stuff that goes on in the match um, was really good. Like whenever um, Brock had Punk up in the F five and um, Punk's holding on to him and yeah. ties, like let go, Paul, let go. It's just like I'm trying, and then he just like throws him down. Mm -hmm. um, stuff with the chairs, the stuff with the um, the um, the announce table the, cover, the cover and yeah. jumping on that. <clears throat> you know, it, it's something. It's something different, but again, there was no blood. It wasn't really needed, it wasn't really warranted. But um, just the way these two athletes went that it was really good. Everyone thought that Punk wouldn't be able to step up to Brock because Brock is a wrecking machine. But he did, and he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Brock. And uh, sadly, he lost, but again, like with The Undertaker, mm -hmm. he comes out of it, you know, like... I mean, all the once Brock had left and Punk stands up and his music plays, yeah. everyone's standing there applauding him. Because At the end of the day, Punk gets to come out of this with a great performance, and it wasn't a clean victory because Heyman got involved. So you know, his his face is saved, his <coughs> reputation is saved in that aspect. Um, but one thing I have to say about this match. I haven't seen it back earlier today. See those chair shots that Brock delivered? They were ridiculously hard. No, no, they were crazy. He only yeah. delivered like two, but they four were points. crazy. Like, yes, you got your four points, don't worry. Yay. Um, but boy, that man is incredible. But as we were saying, he looked like he was aging a year for every minute he was involved in that match. Yes, he just got, his face just seems to get redder mm -hmm. and redder and redder. Um, but just some of the stuff that he, he does, you know, like... Um, it was nice to have that wee section of the MMA sort of back and forth. Yes, yeah, and then, you know, like, um, he's trying to put the health, you know, um, Punk's trying to put the health gate on and then Lesnar's lifting up, and you're like, yeah. this is just very similar to what happened at Mania, mm -hmm. you know, whenever... That's what I was worried about, that we were going to have a very similar it. finish, but at least yeah. he didn't. Because um, what we got, uh, Brock went for the Kimura... Punk managed to reverse that into the Anaconda, mm -hmm. and then that got reversed, and then Punk reversed back into the Triangle Choke or the Hell's Gate, and then he eventually got Heyman in the Anaconda Vice and all as well, which led yes. to the finish. And then there was the F5 under the chair. Which was awesome. And Brock did the Three Amigos. Yes. He yeah. did the Triple Suplex, and the crowd ate that up, and we got an Eddie chant, which is awesome to still see a crowd just respond like that, because... That is the sad thing, you have to think about this now, like, how many years ago, was that 2006 was it or something that died? 2005, No Mercy 2005 was his last paper view yeah. Batista. So if you think about that, that's seven, eight years ago now. Mm -hmm. And with the way the WWE crowd is now, it's a completely different generation of people watching the show. So for to still get such a crowd reaction for Eddie Guerrero, is it's amazing to see. But yeah match of the night for uh, for me on this one. Snap. Yep. Yep. Then not the final match of the night, but the advertised main event of your evening was WWE champion John Cena, my guy, versus the goat man himself, Daniel Bryan, yes, yes, yes. 
his guy. So we were sitting there, and we were like, yeah, this is, you know, this is going to be interesting. This was a really, really good match. It was another one when I was watching, and I was like, mm, this could be better. But no, it was decent. I would probably rate it a solid, probably four out of five. It just was, again, lacking that just be extra something. This is going to be... Both those matches that we've just talked about mm -hmm. will probably make the best pay-per-view matches 2013 yeah. list, I they would imagine. Would. They would. Um, it just lacked that wee bit of extra chemistry for me that we see when Cena faces Punk. Mm. Because those matches are fantastic, even on Monday Night Raw. But it's their first real proper match together. Yeah. To the you know, so it'll build up in yeah. the future, they'll get even better. So... Um, in a year's time when the face off maybe again, goodness knows the quality could be even better. But Cena was a wee bit sloppy in this at times. Oh, um, whenever specifically was that top rope. Yeah, whenever he near dropped down on his head. The reaction in the room when that happened, and I'm sure it was the same for the most of you guys watching it live, when Brian was wasn't he going like he was looking like he was going for a Hurricane Rana from yes. the top rope. Yeah. And, and then Cena just grabbed it, yeah. him. And then Cena go. It looked like Cena was, you know, they were going to do like AJ Styles' finisher, the Styles Clash. You know that we. I thought Brian's going to hook the arms around the legs, and Cena's going to jump forward flat onto the mat. But oh no 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 no, that didn't happen. Cena just decided to jump off the top ropes with Brian dangling there, and literally by maybe a couple of millimeters, did Brian's head miss from literally spiking yeah. square on the mat. It just I had that awful flashback to. Austin, Owen Hart, mm. that, oh my god, spike of the head. Can you also imagine about the Bella Twins then? If your guy injured my guy. Rare. Mm. That would have not ended very well. Um, I'm sure their stuff, because Total Divas has got recommissioned for an extended season, that yeah. they were getting filmed last night. Oh, I imagine so, um, yeah. Their reactions for their two guys in the main event of SummerSlam, which will be quite interesting when that comes out on Total Divas. But anyway, um, we lead into the finishes. We get a bit of back and forth. Daniel Bryan applies the STFU to John Cena. And uh, again, just keeps going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, Daniel Bryan starts delivering plenty of kicks. And then, out of nowhere, we just see Bryan run at Cena with a shining wizard and get the one, two, three. Yeah. Kind of it was just like, is that, is that it? I'm just like sitting there and I'm just going, this is just like Del Rio versus Ziggler all over again when Del Rio beat Ziggler. It was out of nowhere. But that's the good thing. Because mm -hmm. we didn't see it coming. We were like, oh, Cena's going to kick out. Three. What? Yeah. And then we started off going, oh, we're, we're going to get the cash in here. We're going to get the cash in here. And the fireworks but off. then they set the fireworks off and they set the confetti off. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, it's not going to happen. And you'll see at the end of this video, I'm going, it's not happening. It's not happening. The WWE did really, really well in this aspect. They suckered everybody in by setting that pyro and the confetti off. Yeah. Like. I think it was just, just really, like, I was I was really, really happy for Daniel Bryan. And obviously, Daniel Bryan looked really happy. Um, you'll see it again in the video. I was saying they've left it too late because I kept checking my phone to see the time because the pay-per-views always round up at about a quarter to 10 to the hour. And this was, like, two or so minutes before the pay-per-view should go off air and then lo and behold I hear voices in my head yeah. kick in and then we just thought oh he's just come down just to do what he normally does hold the briefcase up just to show Daniel Bryan because he turned away yeah and, and he was walking away he walks away and Haley says oh do you want to pick that confetti off him and then Triple H bang in pedigree. his stomach pedigree 
Orton comes down. Triple H hands the briefcase over. Ring the bell. Ring it. Orton rolls him over. One, two, three. That's it. This is the beginning of a. The revolution of evolution, I'll say. That would actually be a very good um, thing to use in a promo. We are no longer the evolution, we are the revolution. Yeah, something like that. But uh, um, even if they were to have those two, and two your guys, I wouldn't mind. It would have been fantastic, but it's not going to happen now because of the certain things that happened over Access Weekend with a certain Ray. Ric Flair. Too much to drink, Mr. Flair. I talk about TNA match. Is that what he did? Apparently, he was talking about uh, WWE. I didn't TNA watch match. it. I didn't watch it because I didn't want to see it. Because I'd seen him earlier in the day when they revealed the you know WrestleMania thirty years off uh, roster. Um, when he was out and he was promoting with Sandow and he was like, "What's his first name?" and stuff like that. And I was really? just like, "I can tell you're off your face, mate," because when he was leaving, he just wouldn't shut up. That's flair. And I think I think actually Sandow literally left because he didn't want to be there in the ring with him. I can't blame him. Um, but you could even tell at that point of the day, and that was early afternoon in LA time, that he was oh, gone. Could you imagine Paul Heyman, Triple H, Randy Orton, <laughs> Curtis Axel? Uh, not so much Curtis be, Axel, but Paul Heyman with That with would be Triple interesting. H. Could you imagine that if it's a revolution against McMahon and they bring Heyman in? <laughs> it won't yeah, happen. But you know, like, oh, daddy. Guys can dream. Me. Guys can dream. I think one of the interesting things is besides what's going to happen here on Raw tonight, um, in terms of, you'll probably see this all in the morning, anybody, everybody, so, you know, Raw of Ham, but nonetheless, the interesting thing that's going to, you know, we're going to look forward to see on Raw besides the whole, oh, he's WWE champion now and Triple H return is what's Stephanie going to do? Is Stephanie going to be on Triple H's side? You know, what, what's she going to have on this? So I think that Daniel Bryan is going to be, Stephanie is going to be the one he goes to and mm. says, I was screwed out of that. And goes like, well, you'll remember that's my husband. You know, I'll side with him with everything, but I agree with you. And then and it kind of leads to a little bit of a debacle, but then they'll all kind of side together. And it go like, well... With Emax stuff will be interesting Yeah, too. we don't want you as a champ. We never said you wanted you as a champ. And you'll never be mm. a champ. And for everybody whining, calm yourselves down. It's fine. At the end of the day, in the books, Daniel Bryan has officially been a WWE champion. And it lasted a little is, bit longer than 18 seconds. So. Yes, this is true. But, and I was reading an article earlier, and it does make very, very good sense. And think of it like this, everybody. Austin was WWF champ a number of times. But what happened to him, the vast majority of times, he got screwed out of that title mm. by McMahon. Because there's more thrill in the chase for the guy you want to support, and there's more money for the company in the chase. So Daniel Bryan chasing Randy Orton will be a fantastic feud here over the next coming months, and the McMahons bundled into that as well. Um, when he may win it back... That's a very, very good question. Maybe Survivor Series or something like that. But um, we're, I think we're going to get some good matches between him and Orton because they've had a few matches in the last couple of months and they have been very, very good. Mm -hmm. um, particularly the was it a no DQ match on the Raw where they got the fine for the unprotected yes. chair yeah. shot. Yeah, that's right. Um, and now Orton's finally healed. Although I haven't said that, 
Chris was really annoyed at the start of the pay-per-view because of what happened to Kane. Mm -hmm. Equally, I was really annoyed in the car journey home with the stuff that happened with Daniel Bryan. I know it's all wrestling, I know it's not real, but it's good to have your emotions invested in it. You know, like whether you love somebody or whether you hate them. Yeah. Like Jess was really happy wrestling buddy won because Randy Orton had won. Yeah. Um, I know Razor Wire Reviews, um, he did like a, a rant, you know, like a three minute rant to do with, you know, like, why did you do this? Sean Blackford <laughs> equally was happy because Triple H, um, you know, has been faced for so long. Uh, and then, you know, like has, um, you know, kicked Danny Bryan on the pedigree. Mm -hmm. So you're going to get some people you love it and some people hate it. Equally, whenever Danny Bryan wins it back, if he does, you're going to get people who love it and then you get people who hate it. Daniel Bryan's popularity will go up tenfold now. Mm -hmm. Daniel or Randy Orton will be the heel that everyone wants him to be. I know that's that's you know think of it like folks. It's what you've been asking for for the last probably two years now yeah. is to have a heel Randy Orton. Mm -hmm. You've now got it. I think a fantastic thing for Raw would be to him coming out and ask you know well not ask but speak to the crowd. Still acting as if he's a face. But the crowd will just boo him, and then he does the least, you know, turn during the crowd. It'd be interesting to see what Cena says whenever Cena comes back from his in whether he's at Raw, whether he's coming back, or whatever, you know, like after his injury, and like to do his elbow. But it'd be interesting to see what he has to say to Daniel Bryan, go like, you know, you beat me, and then you got screwed out of the belt, yeah. and go like, and then whenever, and it'll be because whenever I want it back, you know, like, I'll make sure that you get your, you know, your rematch yeah. that you really deserve. And then there'll be a whole thing with Vince or whatever because at the minute, minute Daniel Bryan doesn't really have anyone to yeah. turn through, whereas Randy Orton has, you know, like pretty much everyone. So it's fair to say coming out of SummerSlam, I'm not the most interested I have been for quite a while. So yes, and it's something that good you, that something you expected more for WrestleMania than he did uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. But um, it's just let's just hope that the crowd for uh, for this Monday Night Raw on Davis, well, it should be on the. Um, 20th of August, you know, like are as excited, are excited wrestling fans and not just people going just for the sake of going. Yeah, it should be good because they're going to be at the Pond in Anaheim, which is where, you know, The Rock made his original comeback and stuff like that. So that oh. crowd generally is a hottish crowd. So um, it should be a decent enough reactions for Monday Night Raw and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, what would you rate out of 10 then? SummerSlam? SummerSlam? Mm -hmm. um, I would probably rate it about a 9. So solid show. Last night I tweeted rating it a 7. <laughs> because of just it having that lacking thing and I think the major disappointment from Bray Wyatt. Having rewatched it this morning I would probably bump it up to an 8.4. That's been really precise. It really is, yeah. Um, because I enjoyed the likes of the Del Rio match a bit more and all that sort of stuff. So I'd probably have it about an 8.4. Um, so it was a pretty good pay-per-view, nonetheless. But um, as Chris is halfway off the screen... Yeah, sorry, it's just <laughs> i got a text to do with work, so it's yeah, answer. it's important. Um, that will do us with this NIWC slash uh, WrestleShock crossover uh, video. And... Uh, I am Alan G.W. Price. You can uh, follow me, just search my name up there in the search bar. You can subscribe to him as well, which is Vintomania. 
You can subscribe to our colleagues, Mr. Big Red 1990 and X, Tom X, and Mikey 2004. Um, but fingers crossed that in the next video, um, a couple of those guys are here to join us. So um, we shall leave you with much love. And um, from me, as always, you're welcome. And from Chris. Until the next time. Bye. Oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. Hunter, what are you doing? What the hell just happened?